I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. We are cruising in the extended version of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and we're very pleased to be joined in studio now by Scott Howell, our good friend and uh, great Democratic strategist and uh, all around good guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thanks one, for one of three Democrats <laughs> in the great state of yeah. Utah, too. So. Uh, and, and you know what, uh, Boyd, I just I thought of something. And we lost one of our great Democrats, uh, Norma yes. Matheson. What a wonderful – she was so moderate and so centrist and just cared about the issues. Yeah. I remember I met with her and President Clinton one time, and he just really had admiration because Scott Matheson was genuinely the real deal. Yeah. He was. No question. It, it uh, didn't great. matter if it was Democrat, Republican. If it was the right thing to do, he did it. It was the right thing to do. It was. Yeah, and that's a they. They are a great family, and uh, our thoughts and prayers yep. uh, go to to Jim and Scott Jr. and all of the family and yep. the extended family that they have now. Uh, truly, an extraordinary lady. I always said she was. She was sort of the Barbara Bush, yes. for Utah Democrats. Yes. That she was. You know, she was caring. She was compassionate. She knew the issues, and she was fiercely loyal. Oh, and she would call you out <laughs> yeah. if you messed up. I yeah. got more than my fair share of calls from her. <laughs> I bet you did. I did. And so uh, bless her soul. And uh, the only one who's really happy about this is Scott. Yeah. Scott what, a, what a great reunion's happening yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, we're, we're going to shift to the more mundane sure. now. Yeah. We're, we're going to go to presidential <laughs> oh. politics. That may be the polar opposite of the uh, the conversation there. Uh, but let's talk about that coming up tonight. And uh, you made an announcement yesterday in yes. relation to your uh, endorsement for president. Tell us what went into your decision to endorse the former vice president, Joe Biden. Well, you know, for me, it was really uh, an issue about we need to clarify where we are as a country. We need to make sure that we are doing those things that our country's always stood for. I found Joe to be a steady, moderate, that really does care about the United States of America. And I'm thinking about this Elijah Cumming thing, what's been going on with that. You know, you said it earlier. What a disaster. This is spiraling down and down and down. And it's the president of the United States. And I don't care if he was a Democrat or Republican. You don't get down in the gutter on these things. And, uh, you know, to attack the uh, Reverend Sharpton, that's just so uncharacteristic. Contrast that to the vice president who I've known for 50 years, who's gone through real life experiences. Mm -hmm. His wife and, and child were killed tragically. Uh, he's made his gaffes. I, I'll be the first to admit that. And, and Joe has a, a way of doing that. But at the end of the day, his politics are all about you and me. Yeah. And he really wants to do that. Yeah. And I think that's uh, obviously that's been part of his message as he's trying to get out there is that it is uh, it's, it's scrappy Joe Biden from Scranton. Oh, and uh, he's he's one of the people. And uh, that will be, uh, of course, he gets to wait until tomorrow night uh, yes. to take the stage. And so we'll I, I want to come back to that. Sure. Uh, but first, looking at uh, tonight's lineup. Obviously, you've got uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are in the middle of the middle of the stage. You've got uh, Beto O'Rourke, who's trying to find a 
a something to to put a get a foothold in. Yep. And uh, you got Mayor Pete uh, Buttigieg, uh, who's also looking to kind of recapture. He kind of had lightning in a bottle for about a week. He did. Um, so anyway, so what are you looking for tonight? You know, I, I'm looking for some moderation out of those candidates. But as uh, Chris Stewart so eloquently put, they'll go far to the left as far as they can. <laughs> And it's no different than the Republicans. Go, I want to remind so the far to the right. <laughs> yeah, I want to remind the congressman yeah. this is not a one-party thing. But they'll they'll come out like that. But there's some candidates who I, I, I agree completely with you. This is not till death do us part tonight. They social media has changed the whole game of changed campaigns. the dynamic. Yeah, it has changed everything. These people can rebound overnight. Yeah, and so I think what I'll be mostly looking for is that moderate candidate that mm. sings that song that resonates with this. I'll also be looking for a leader. Mm-hmm. Leadership is hard. Yeah. If you want to make everybody happy, go sell ice cream. That's right. Don't be a leader. <laughs> you know, and that's Steve Jobs' famous line. But I, I really think that our country is in a dearth of leadership right now. Yeah. And I want to see a leader that can reach across the aisle and, and not go down. Uh, Michelle Obama said it best. When they go low, we've got to go high. Yeah. And I think Democrats are getting lulled into that emotional sensation instead of being policy and leaders. Yeah. I, I don't know if you heard uh, earlier, I, there was a, a great quote this week from George Will, uh, who always has great quotes, oh, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to baseball. Yes. But we'll, we'll save baseball <laughs> for later. Uh, but But George said that our politicians today have mistaken their job. They think that their job is to arouse passion, uh, and it's not. It's it's a representative government is to take the passion of the people and then get it to the principles so you can talk about policy that you can actually implement. Well, I, I, George nailed it. I'm sorry. That's not a Democrat or Republican right. principle. That is a principle of good policy and yeah. good government. And, yeah. and I, I'm, our, all of our politicians need to adhere to that because that's leadership. Yeah, They're not elected to go back there and kindle the fire. <laughs> They're elected to go back there and solve the problem. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to watch tonight. One of the uh, the candidacies that has been a little dis- disappointing to me uh, is uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar because yeah. I think she's really yeah. smart, yeah. super practical, pragmatic, you know, hardcore Minnesotan. Um, Roots down in the family. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think she has – what would you do if you were advising her tonight? What does she have to do to, to get a little traction I would say here's your stage to become the vice president Mm. and be... Which would not be bad. No, it wouldn't be. (laughs) Uh, Some people are going to argue with me and say, oh, no, you need somebody far, far to the left. But why not have somebody who's a problem solver? And when you look at what she's accomplished, Mm -hmm. she's a hardworking, she's a dedicated, and she's a mother. And I think uh, uh, Joe has got to have a female up there on the stage one who really understands what's going on and will appeal to the left and the right and to the centrist. Yeah, and she and she is a problem solver. We saw that a lot. She and Senator Lee, uh, you know, sit side by side in, right. on the uh, Energy and Natural Resources Committee, and so they they do some great work together. Uh, I've I've seen them work through the problems together uh, from different points of view and maybe slightly different approaches. Uh, but they can get to the right solution, which is where we've got to get our politics to. In a respectful way. Yeah. And, and without having this uh, tweeting back and forth on what they've done. I, I'm so glad that you asked me about her because I think she's the unknown, the dark horse in this race. Yeah. I really do because she could pop out. And if Joe was smart, he he would look at her very seriously. Yeah, interesting. If you're just joining us, we have uh, Scott Howell joining us in studio today. Always appreciate Scott's insight. Uh, again, a long-time uh, leader of the Democratic Party here in the state of Utah. 
important important voice, not just in politics, uh, but the work you've done with the Pioneer Coalition and uh, things in terms of homelessness and opioids. Uh, we, we love that work and appreciate that work, and, and you've proven that's not political. We, we can we can transcend that. Yes. Uh, uh, but let's stick with the politics for a minute because we got to talk about the second night, which will be uh, tomorrow night, uh, which is where most people are expecting the fireworks to happen. Oh, yeah. uh, you've got big players on the stage with the former vice president. Uh, you've also got Kamala Harris. You've got Cory Booker uh, and, a, and a cast of others that are going to be trying to make a point. Uh, how do you think night two plays out tomorrow? Well, I think Joe learned a great lesson. It reminds me of Senator Romney uh, the first time he debated Obama. Right. <laughs> Romney just claimed his wagon. I mean, I he, you knew that he yeah. lost. I think Joe was caught off guard. And I think mm-hmm. tonight he's going to be more on guard. But I think he'll do it in a re- very respectful way. Uh, Senator Harris went right after him. Corey's going to go after him. And they're going to challenge him on some of those decisions that he made early in his career. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Boyd, politics is something that we learn from the past, not for the future. Right. I mean, to help us for the future. Excuse yeah. me. And I, he learned, you know, when those Southern Democrats came together and they talked about some of that segregation, there was a big picture for him to look at that. Yeah. And, and, and politics aren't always black and white. That's right. But he's learned. And rare to clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that that's the truth. But yeah. I, th- I think the other thing tonight for Joe is that he's going to remind everyone that we are the United States of America, and mm. United will be the emphasis on yeah. the debate. Yeah. Okay. We got just about a minute left uh, here. Conversation with Scott Hell. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the the microphones on you here. Uh, I'm gonna put you in the role if you were moderating the debate for CNN tonight and tomorrow night. What's the most important question you would want to ask the candidates to give the American people a real clear look at their leadership, who they are, what they stand for? Well, uh, for me, it's it's really simple. It's about the debt. What will you do in order to take this burden off our children's grandchildren and great-grandchildren? Mm-hmm. You have to come up with a plan. What will your plan be, and will you have the courage to make those cuts? Will you have the courage to go back in and ask every department head to review their budget, where they are, and does that money, and introduce data metrics to the whole process, have a dashboard that shows the outcomes of where we invest money? Boy, I am so concerned about the debt. This is not Democrat, Republican. No. This this is is about something. This is America. Yeah. And uh, I, I heard your last guest talk a little bit about Sweden and Germany. We can do that here. We can have a business cycle that makes sense because all debt's not bad. I mean, when you look at treasury bonds and where we are on on that, but to have what we're doing now is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be my question. All right. Love it. Fantastic. Scott Howell, thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. Always appreciate your insight. Boy, thank you very much, and you're doing an outstanding job. We appreciate the voice of reason to our community. Thank you so much. All right. Time to step aside for bottom of the hour news break. When we come back. We're going to break down some real strategic components to the debate tonight. What should they do, not just from policy standpoint, but just from a communication strategy standpoint? Don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.